Welcome to the Your Next Best Step podcast, where it's all about real experiences, real lessons, real hurdles, and everything in between. I'm Teresa Cantley, and I'm bringing you over 20 years experience in business, leadership, and marketing to help you shift out of your corporate thinking and into being an entrepreneur so you can maximize your results, build and empower your team, and make a bigger impact. It's time to turn your ideas into innovation, and that's only the beginning. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome to this master series um, that we are actually going to be doing every week here live on LinkedIn. So it's super um, casual, super, um, super informative, uh, full of value. So I hope that you can join me um, each week, Thursdays at one o'clock, we're going to be doing these, um, these master series. Okay. I am Teresa Cantley, in case you don't know who I am. I am a business strategist. I'm a business consultant and I work with brick and mortar businesses to help them to optimize their operations, to build their team, a dream team, and to achieve financial freedom, um, time freedom and energy freedom so that they can build an extraordinary or live an extraordinary life. So we are here today, we are talking all about the customer experience. You hear a lot about, you know, you need a really good customer experience. Everything is about customer experience. Now, the pandemic really shifted things in business and it's becoming more about connection, convenience um, with our customers, with our people. So you hear a lot about customer experience and how you need to really focus on, you know, building this customer experience. Well, at the same time, people are having, because of the pandemic, people are having trouble hiring and retaining good people. They're having trouble recouping sales, lost revenue that they had over the past couple of years with supply chain disruptions and all kinds of things that have that have been happening, plus having to shift from live interaction with customers to virtual, back to live, to virtual, and trying to figure out all of this and navigate it. And at the same time, you hear customer experience, customer experience, customer experience. Well, when I was 18, I worked, I sold shoes. Okay. And that was a long time ago. So when I was 18, I sold shoes. And when I started working there, I was like, I am a customer service associate. Okay. I am going to sell shoes. That is my purpose. That is my job. And I started working at the shoe store and it was, it wasn't like any shoe store. It wasn't like, you know, Nordstrom's or Macy's shoes. It's a privately owned entrepreneurial, small shoe store but it had a big vision, had a very, very big vision. And the vision of the business owner was to seriously flip the shoe industry on its head and not just have it be about selling shoes and having customer service people and just constantly paying commissions and getting more people in the door and having more sales and, and being a traditional shoe store. The vision that this business owner had was to not only sell shoes, but sell specific types of shoes, shoes that were actually really good for your feet, shoes that that would help people who had foot surgery, 
shoes that would help people who had issues with their knees or issues with their back or issues with their legs or hips or, you know, whatever. And it wasn't about the shoes. But even more so, what it was about and how he wanted to accomplish this big vision of not just being a regular shoe store, but actually selling these different types of shoes that were really good for your feet. And if you liked high heels and you wanted to wear high heels, you could buy them there, but they were really good shoes. You didn't have to cramp your toes into them. But if you also had back problems or there was, we had a customer who was in car accident and couldn't walk, she broke her pelvis, she broke um, her femur, couldn't walk for nine months and then came in to get fitted for special shoes. And the thing is, is that we were the only place in the area that did this. But here's the thing, in order to accomplish that vision, it wasn't just about getting more people in the door. And it wasn't about the first thing that he wanted to do had nothing to do with the customer, the experience that the customer would have. No. The first thing that he did was he developed a training program for his employees. And it wasn't just, it was a training program for his employees, but also what type of employees did they need, did he need in this business to carry forth this vision, this big vision that he had. And he developed a training program where you learned about all the different types of shoes. You learned about foot problems. You learned about how to fit people correctly. You learned about what type of shoe was great for what type of ailment that someone might have. And we also had training with actual podiatrists and orthopedic surgeons and people who were who were physicians that were working with these people so that we could sell them better shoes. And he had a whole system developed to train people, to continue to educate them, to bring people in on a, on a regular basis to continue that education for his team. And there were also incentives and sick time and vacation time and things that he offered to take care of his team. And what I learned from that experience when I was 18 years old, which is a very, very, very long time ago, but working for that entrepreneur is that the customer experience is more about the internal piece than the external piece. So let's take a look about what really is an experience. So by definition, it's something that you do or that happens to you especially something important that affects the way that you see the world, affects the way you think, affects the way you look at things, affects the way, you know, whatever, okay? So when you go into a store and the experience that you have when you go into a restaurant or you go into a retail store, you go into a yoga studio, or even when you're working with an insurance company and you're talking to somebody on the phone, that experience is something that happens to you, something that you experience, and it infect, it affects you, okay? You always hear how people treat you. They remember more how, you, how they get treated than what you actually said, right? How you made them feel than what you actually said. 
So when we look at that definition and we look at the customer experience, okay, when we look at the word, the definition for culture, so let's look at culture now. So culture is a set of behaviors, core values, beliefs, procedural norms that determine how employees and management interact and handle business. And it actually guides how employees think, how they feel, how they act. It it affects the social and psychological environment of the organization. So if the culture is, is in an organization is not clearly defined and is not very apparent or, or um, defined to the internal people, to the employees, it's not clearly defined. If people are miserable, if people you know, don't really understand what the vision of the business is or the mission of the business is, then how can you create an experience on the outside for your customers? And I know a lot of businesses try to do this. I mean, I have worked for businesses that focus on that external piece and not the internal piece, expecting that you're going to be able to grow sales when everybody inside doesn't feel empowered, is miserable, is unhappy, doesn't really understand what the greater vision is and mission is for the business, and also doesn't really have a connection with management. So how can you expect employees to carry out a great experience for your customers, to be able to sell if they're selling, or be able to serve at a higher level if they don't feel empowered and are kind of miserable in what they're doing, right? It doesn't make sense. So this is why culture, having a clearly defined culture, having hiring, being able to attract and hire and retain good people, people that align with what you're trying to accomplish is so, so key. And this is why I say when we build businesses, we have to build from the inside out and not from the outside in. So when we talk about culture, because now you're probably like, okay, I understand. All right. So how do you build that culture? How do you, how do you, like, how does this work? Well, there's three core components, three critical things, three critical key areas that you need to build into your culture to have that or to create that healthy, wealthy, fulfilled, happy environment, an environment that people want to come to work every day, that people feel empowered and they understand what they are doing and how that impacts the business. So let's start with the first one, connection, connection and communication. Okay. I have, I, I, my first business was a brick and mortar store and my brick and mortar store, um, I had with a business partner, my best friend and business partner. And she, um, used to say to me all the time, she actually passed away this year, uh, or in 2021. And, um, she used to always say to me that people always think that their purpose is to sell, to work harder, to, you know, it's, it's their purpose is based on their title. And actually your purpose is based on who you are, how you connect to others 
and how you show up in this world. So connection in a culture, connection and communication, what that does is that gives people purpose. And when I say connection, I mean how you interact with people, how you show up every day. If you're a manager or a business owner, how you show up to every day with your team. I had a client one time where every time the head of the business would come in, they would have their head down. They would, someone would say good morning and they would grump at them. And how do you think those people felt? They felt like that person was that business, um, business owner was unapproachable, that they felt that they weren't important to them or weren't worthy enough of a good morning. So when we have healthy and connection and communication, where we are consistently talking to our people, we are consistently talking to them about the vision of the business and the future that we're looking to create. And we talk to them about what each one of their individual purposes within the business. It's not just about coming in and punching a clock. It's not just about making money for the business. It's not just about working hard, having your head down and just doing what you need to do. And then come Friday at five o'clock, you're out the door. It's more about what each individual's purpose is. Back to my shoe store example, our purpose wasn't to sell sell shoes. No, it wasn't. It was to help people. It was to help people feel good. It was to help people heal. It was to help people be pain-free. And that aligned directly with the vision that the business owner had for the business to build a store, a shoe store that actually helped people and wasn't just about selling shoes. And quite frankly, they were very high-end shoes and he made a very, very, he had a very lucrative business off of it. So when we are able to have that deeper connection with people, we are able to give them purpose. They understand their purpose in the business. They understand how important they are in the role that they do, no matter what role that is. And they also understand how their role fits into the greater purpose of what the business is trying to achieve. And when you have that, that leads to empowerment. So when people understand their purpose, they have greater clarity on what they can do and how they can help to make the business successful. And when people have purpose, how do they show up? Do they show up sad, mad, angry, frustrated, irritated when they're trying to when they're trying to work with customers, short? No. When they understand purpose, their purpose, and they understand how important they are to the business, they show up that way to customers. And having connection and communication and that purpose 
as one of your key things in your culture is going to help to have that healthy, wealthy, fulfilled culture. So number two, integrity and alignment. Most businesses don't necessarily have an achievement problem. They can achieve things. They can get tasks done. They can roll projects out. They can, you know, achieve sales numbers. But the problem is, and that only lasts for so long. The problem is, is that they don't have that alignment. And when I talk about alignment, I mean alignment with your mindset, alignment with your actions, alignment with your goals, and alignment with what is it that you are striving for. Most business owners, most small business owners, don't take the time to fully develop the vision that they have. They don't take time. They they set out all these goals and have all these to-dos and have all these tasks and overwhelm the crap out of themselves. But if they took a half a day, a half a day every week, even a couple hours every week to realign, to determine, to, to fully design what their vision for their business is, and then go back and look at what are all the things that you have on your list? What are all the things that you want to accomplish? Go back and see if those align. I worked with a client in uh, last year, and they were in the manufacturing industry. And they came to me and were so overwhelmed and so frustrated and so just burned out and thought that achieving success was not going to be possible for them. This was their third business that never that wasn't working, that wasn't profitable. They hadn't paid themselves. And they said, we don't think that success is possible for us. We have all these things that we want to do. We have all these things on our list and we're not getting to any of them. We say we're going to do them. We have them on our list, but we can't, we can't finish any of them. And we feel like this isn't going to happen. That success is just not going to happen for us. Why did we even start this business anyway? So when we go back and we look at it and we say, okay, what is the vision that you have for this business? What do you want to do within the next year, within the next three years? And when, we, when you start to develop that, you can see that the things that you, the actions that you have on your list, the things that you've communicated to your team do not align with that. The things that you also have said that you were going to do, you never did. And many times over, as I saw with this, with this client, they would promise their team, these are the things that we're going to do, and then didn't come through with it because they were so overwhelmed over here and at many times over forgot that they were supposed to do what they said they were going to do, and they didn't. So when we took a look at everything and said, how can we get back in alignment with what is it that you're doing, your goals, your tasks, your projects, with what it is that you want to accomplish, as well as 
What are you promising your employees? What are you telling your employees you're going to do for them and for the business that you're actually not doing? How can you stay in integrity with yourself, with your team, and do what you say you're going to do? If you say, we're going to launch this vacation time, pay, pay time off, but it never happens, how are those people going to feel? What is that culture going to feel like? It's going to feel like one of, well, they say they're going to do this and they promise these things and they never happen. And I've heard, I, I, over the years, I've heard that a lot. And I actually worked in an environment years ago where they would tell us a retirement program is coming a specific addition to the retirement program, and it never happened. Or they would promise you a raise, or they would promise you a promotion, and it never happened. Even though you worked your ass off, even though you worked so hard, and it never happened. Or we're going to get this new line of XYZ in, and it never happens. So if you can't align with your goals, your projects, your tasks, with what it is that you're trying to accomplish, that future you're trying to create, how can you expect anybody else to, right? And if you can't stay in integrity with your team, how are you going to expect your team to do that? But when you do, just like my client, when you do, when you stay in integrity, when you say, we are going to train you, we are going to have education programs, we are going to have workshops, we are going to make sure that you have knowledge, which is the second key that goes with integrity and alignment. That is when your team will soar. And that's exactly what happened with my client. When they got in alignment and they stayed in integrity, with what they said they were going to do. The morale in the business went up. The things that they were able to achieve went up. And this past year, they hit a huge milestone and went over a million dollars in revenue. Why? Because they educated, they focused on knowledge. They focused on integrity, staying in integrity and staying in alignment with what they were looking to achieve. They put in education programs. They put in training. They got, they developed new product. And what happened? The team came together. And when the team came together and they saw all these great things happening and they understood their purpose in it, it flowed out to the customers. So number two, integrity and alignment, which gives us knowledge. Number three, diversity in thinking, in ideas, and in backgrounds. And this is something that is so key. And a lot of people just don't, a lot of business owners don't understand. And a lot of this comes in when you're hiring, you don't need to hire based on whether or not someone has experience in your industry. As I like to say to people, 
You need to hire based on human values, not hard skill. You can teach anyone hard skill. You can teach anyone how to do something, but you cannot teach value. You can't teach ethics. You can't teach core values. You can't teach those human skills, those human values. So I always tell people, when you bring people in from outside of your industry, and this is one thing that the pandemic really exposed, okay, is that a lot of industries had a lot of different problems and exposed those industries for the shortcomings that they had. So people are scrambling around trying to hire people in their specific industry. And when we take the time to say, what type of team do we want to build? What type of person do we need in this role? And we focus on those human values versus the hard skills. That is how we bring in outside of our industry also, but that is how we bring in new ideas. That is how we bring in new ways of thinking. That is how we bring in different backgrounds. When you're building your business, and this goes hand in hand with the customer experience, just like the shoe business that I talked about, you don't need to do what the rest of your industry is doing. If you really want to grow your business, you need to be a disruptor. You need to think differently, act differently, and do things differently. And just because the rest of your industry is doing it one way doesn't mean you need to do it that way. So back to my shoe store example, he brought in ideas from outside of the industry. He brought in ideas from the medical world. He brought in ideas from the educational world. And he brought in ideas from the retail world. But combining all of that stuff together and having that diversity is what gave him the innovative ideas, programs, offers, services, and experience that built his business. And everybody that worked there, nobody really had retail experience. We had a teacher and somebody who worked in the medical field. And I mean, at the time, I was still a student in college. And people from all over, there was a graphic designer. We all came together and we learned the hard skills. We all had those core values. So when we have diversity in thinking, Diversity in ideas, diversity in backgrounds, diversity in experiences. That's how we can look at what we're doing in our own business and problems that we have or things that haven't worked out right. When we have that, that different way of looking at it through the eyes of all these different people on our team, that's how we can come up with better solutions that will continue to set us apart from everybody else and continue to build our business. And when we have diversity, when we bring in different backgrounds, different ideas, different ways of thinking, what we are able to do, 
with that is we are able to empower people. We're able to empower people to make the right decisions because they understand their purpose. They have the knowledge and they're empowered because they understand how we want to do things. Because they know that even if they have an idea that is that is different from anybody else's or or different it's it's different than anything that's happened in the industry, they know they can present it. They know they can bring that idea forward. It might not it might not get ex- I mean it might not be put into action, but that's okay because they're empowered enough to know and they feel comfortable enough that it is something that will be that can be talked about, can be examined, and whether or not it gets implemented, they were heard. They were heard, which is something that people care so deeply about. So when we look at this, especially the diversity in thinking and having those innovative ideas, that is how we can go from a chaotic culture a culture of dysfunction. And when you have a culture of dysfunction and you're trying to create this, this customer experience, it ends up becoming like a facade because people are miserable. I will never forget several years ago, my husband and I went on vacation um, into the Caribbean. We went to this beautiful resort, beautiful. It was, it was recommended, highly recommended to us by friends of ours and by our travel agent. And we go to this resort and it's, it's beautiful beautiful. The buildings are beautiful. The scenery is beautiful. Everything is beautiful. And we start talking to the, to the employees and finding out the employees are miserable. And we could see why the experience there wasn't really what we were told it was. It wasn't this five-star, you know, great experience. It was kind of, um, cheesy. And again, Employees started coming to us and complaining while they're trying to, while they're like, you know, waiting on us while they're, you know, we're in restaurants and they're, they're making our drinks, you know, and they're complaining to us about, about the business, about the facility, about, and it was just, it was just the prime example of when your culture is dysfunctional and you're trying to build this amazing customer experience, the two are not in alignment. And the business will never grow, never, until you fix and define that culture. So the three things, just in review, that you have to have to build a healthier culture, a culture where people are super excited to come to work and want to really serve the community, the customers, all the key stakeholders. You want to have connection and communication, which leads to purpose. You want to have integrity and alignment, which leads to knowledge. And you want to have diversity in thinking and ideas and background, which leads to empowerment. And when you have all of those things together, that is how you have, you can start to build and define that culture. And when we start when we start from the outside, which is what a lot of people want to do, a lot of business owners 
want to start with the outside. They want to start with sales. They want to start with customers. They want to start with marketing. They want to start with all that stuff on the outside, but the inside is broken. So when we start on the outside, we become, and we think transactionally, customers are just numbers. Employees are just numbers. And that's how we start to erode our profits. That's how we start to erode the success of the business. But when we start from the inside and we fix the inside, we take care of the inside. We take care of our people. We take care of our team. We hire the right people. And when we hire them, we train them. We give them knowledge. We explain their purpose. We explain the vision. Then we become relational and we're able to disrupt our value and build a better business. A lot of people, and you might be thinking this, well, Teresa, I just, I just want to increase my sales. I just want to, I just want to, I just want to have more sales in my business. I understand what you're saying about the culture, but right now I just need to, I just need to build, you know, sales. Our costs have gone up. Our expenses have gone up. I'm, I'm struggling to, to hire people. I understand the culture, but I just want more sales. But if I asked you, if you 10X your sales right now in your business, if you started on the outside and you had more sales coming in, do you have the right team to handle that? Do you have that right, that right foundation to handle the increase in revenue? Do you have the right processes? Do you have the right capital? Do you have the right people? And again, all of those things get wrapped up in culture. Do you have the right culture? Is your culture well-defined? Is it healthy? Does it give people a sense of fulfillment? And if you answer no to all of that, increasing sales is not what you need to fix. What you need to fix is that culture piece. And when I work with people in my high-level, one-on-one, fractional COO offer, what we do is we focus on three key areas. We focus on figuring out your strategy, which includes your vision, your mission, purpose, core values, all of that stuff, your role as a business owner. And the second thing that we dig into a lot is we dig into the culture. We dig into how we can build a better culture, how we can define a culture that is going to promote success and creativity and, again, diversity, and how that will then fit into the third piece, which is the customer experience. And when we have those three pieces together, we have a resilient business that is a wealthy business. And I don't mean wealthy necessarily just financially. It's wealthy internally and externally, as well as we make a greater impact in our community around us, with our customers, with our people, and just even beyond that. So if you want to know what it's like to work with me, I'll tell you. The experience when you work with me 
in this in as a fractional COO is we dig in. I am the person that actually gets into their trenches with you. We figure stuff out. We build, we start with the foundation. We build that strong foundation of a clear strategy, of a well-defined culture, and of a unique customer experience that is relational and not transactional. And we really get into it and really define what is it that you're trying to do beyond your products and services? And how do you want people to know you? How do you want, how do you want to be known in the world? And we dig into this and we, it takes, we work on this for six months. And then the next six months is full implementation and just really seeing what the, building the first six months and the foundation, what it can really do to really start scaling your business. And people who work with me, they are people that are, need to do the work, that are willing to do the work, that are willing to see things differently, that are willing to accept that they have been fighting for their own limitations and it's time to let that go. And if you are one of those people and you are ready to take the next step, I want to help you. I want to help you and I want to see you achieve success. And if you do the work and you do what I tell you to do, when we work together, you will get more time and energy and freedom back in your day, back in your life, back in your business. And you'll be able to achieve all of the things that you want to achieve beyond what you ever thought was possible. I have a client, when I first started working with him, he was ready to close his doors. And over the time that we've been working together, we worked on defining his vision and defining his culture and really fixing a lot of the dysfunction that was going on, optimizing his operations, developing processes, developing his marketing plan. And from a business that was negative cash flow, he was burned out. He was doing everything in his business. The environment was so toxic and so dysfunctional. Everything got turned around. Everything got defined. Everything, we worked on so much stuff. And he was able to hit almost 1.3 million and have a 40% increase in net profit. Net profit, 40% increase. Amazing, right? And you can do that too. Again, if you do the work, if you are very serious about building your business, if you are serious about, you know, the past two years, really, it was like a confusion for everybody, up and down and up and down. And if you're ready to do the work and to get off that roller coaster and to, you know, yes, we have uncertain times right now, but that's okay. Because from uncertainty, what can come out of it? Certainty, right? And the way that we do that is through knowledge. The way that we do that is through clarity. So if you're ready to do this, the next thing I want you to do, 
I'm going to have a link below. Let's jump on a call. Let's jump on a call and let's talk about this. Let's talk about what's possible for you. Let's talk about what makes the most sense to really start developing and defining your culture so that you can achieve that top-level revenue goal, but even more more important is achieving that profit goal. Being able to do all of the things that you've wanted to do because you now have cash in your bank account. Being able to step back from the business and focus on growing the ideas and the things that you've always wanted to do, but never had time because you were focused on the wrong things. You were out of alignment. And if you're ready to do that, you should be working with me. You should be working with me. And let's jump on a call. So again, I am going to put the link below, which is teresacantley.com forward slash revenue. And I want you to book a call with me. And let's chat about this. Let's go through and figure out what needs to happen in your business. What's going on? What's working? What's not working? And what are the next best steps you can take? So I thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you next week where we're going to keep digging into this topic of culture and how you can build a better culture because it is so important right now. If you want to hire good people, if you want to retain good people, you need to have this in place. I can't stress how important it is. The great, I don't look at the great resignation as a great resignation. I look at it as the great rebirth of business. And those who choose to look at their business differently and shift the way that they think about things are the ones that are going to succeed. The other ones are the ones that are going to continue to struggle. And who knows? So if you want to go to the next step, then you need to work with me. And let's do this together. So thank you for joining me. And I look forward to seeing you here next week at the same time. Take care, be well, stay healthy, and I will see you soon.